welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel Tenney, and here we learn all about plants, how they work, how to care for them, and it's all taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can listen to, understand, and enjoy. So I hope that you will join me in Plant School. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Plant School Podcast. As you can hear, I have a little bit of a cold, but don't worry because today's episode was recorded when I didn't have a cold, so you won't have to deal with this kind of scratchy, scary voice for too long. Oh my goodness, it's so bad. But anyways, before this episode started, I wanted to announce our two giveaway winners. I'm going to be choosing two giveaway winners for every single episode for a while. So if you want to win a free plant, I've mentioned this before, but there is a greenhouse, it's Sunshine Greenhouses, and they are starting in the e-commerce world, and they have so graciously offered to give a free plant to each of our giveaway winners. So if you would like to win a free plant of your choosing, go ahead and leave an Apple podcast review, or if you're listening on Spotify, you can answer the little trivia question that is under the most recent episode, and that'll enter you in for the next giveaway. If you just answer one that was a few weeks ago, I'm not looking at those. I only take from the most recent episode, so make sure you just take a quick second to scroll down and answer that question, and you're done. So for today, our winner over on Spotify, our the giveaway winner is Anna Plume. I had asked what was a piece of folklore. They learned about the mandrake, and Anna answered that she learned that the mandrake was an ingredient in witches' flying ointment so that they could fly to witch gatherings. And that's completely right. So Anna, Anna Plume, if you are listening, go ahead and email me at tinnyplants at gmail. That's T-E-N-N-E-Y plants at gmail.com. And then moving over to Apple Podcasts Reviews. Today's winner is HCP. There's a lot of numbers, bear with me. So it's HCP 7118566. And they wrote, Great Planty Podcast. I love this podcast, especially the care guide episodes. Learning the history and meaning behind each plant is fascinating. So if that was you who left that review, go ahead and reach out to me at tinnyplants at gmail.com and we will get you set up with a free plant. And again, if you want to win next week, because we are going to be doing these every single episode for a while, go ahead and just answer the question if you are listening on Spotify. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a review. I take one from each of those platforms because those are the two main platforms that I have seen that people listen on. Today's episode, the interview I did was so much fun. I got to talk with Yerma. She just came out with her book. It's called Moon Garden, A Guide to Creating an Evening Oasis. And she shared so much fun stuff about how to create a moon garden, whether you're a beginner or maybe you have heard about it already. For me, I was very new and it was so fascinating to learn about. I hope you guys enjoy it. This is kind of another fun bonus episode for the Halloween season. Anyways, 
for all of you who do celebrate Halloween. I hope you have a great time going out. I know I'll be out with my kids trick-or-treating, and it's so fun to get to relive it through a child's eyes. So I'm looking forward to it too, and I hope you guys enjoy the holiday as well. Without further ado, here is my interview with Yerma. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. Today, I am so excited. We have Yerma here with us today. She is a landscape designer, an interior plant designer, as well as an author. She just came out with her book. It's called Moon Garden, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into that, Yerma, would you just give us a brief introduction of who you are, how you got involved with the plant world, and yeah, we'll we'll go from there. Great, absolutely. I'm happy to be here. My name is Yerma, and I am the founder and designer at Dirt Queen NYC, which is a landscape design and interior plant design company based in Brooklyn, New York. We love creating gardens for both indoor and outdoor spaces, and we try really hard to bring natures for our clients here in the city. I started out about seven or eight years ago when I was in a career shift of sorts, working in the art world as an artist assistant. I was feeling stuck and I wanted a change and I loved working with plants and propagating plants with my mom. Um, And that was my hobby at the time. And I thought, how wonderful would it be if I could just work with my hands full time, you know, in the dirt, growing plants, and I was able to start my business that way. I love that your mom kind of brought you into it. I feel like that's kind of how I found my love of plants was my mother largely played a role in that as well. So with your book, Moon Garden, to be completely honest, I had never heard of this concept before of moon gardening. And so I just finished reading it today and was reviewing it and absorbing everything because it was something so new for me, but it was so much fun. So for our listeners, they might be in the same shoes I was of not knowing. So what is moon gardening? Well, I'll say that moon gardens are spaces that are designed to be enjoyed in the evening. So traditionally gardens are designed to be, you know, out in the daylight and you're planting all kinds of beautiful colors and flowers, but moon gardens are spaces that focus on having night blooming plants and night fragrant plants. And it's a whole world of nocturnal activity that is really exciting with nocturnal pollinators coming out at night like moths and bats. You'll discover that when you're in your garden at night, there's a lot happening that you never even conceived of during the day. Yeah. And a question to go like right along with this. And it's something that I feel like I always ask it probably because of this podcast and it just makes me analyze everything, but why should someone even consider creating a moon garden? What, what are like the benefits? What's the purpose of it? There are a lot of benefits to having a moon garden. They are a great space to decompress after a long day of work. It's a great space to leave your phone in the other room and just decompress. And you can even use it as a place to meditate or journal. And actually, my book has a lot of different meditations and journal prompts that you can do in your garden. 
And it can also be a place that you listen to music or drink tea and just relax. And the idea is that it's a great place to connect with yourself and try to center yourself because there's a lot that goes on in our lives every day and it can be very overwhelming and it's an opportunity to unwind and take a deep breath really. And I think what's really cool about moon gardens too is that you can have a moon garden outdoors or indoors. As somebody coming from a background in house plants and tropical plants, I was really excited to discover that there are so many tropical plants that bloom at night. And so if you live in an area that gets colder than 50 degrees at night, you'll probably be keeping or growing those plants indoors as houseplants. And a lot of these houseplants are actually a very night fragrant. So one example is the Hoya Carnosa, which I didn't know until I started doing research for this book, has very fragrant flowers and they're very fragrant at night as well. Another plant that you would never think would be night blooming is the snake plant. And if your snake plant gets enough sun, it will produce flowers. But I joke with my friends that it will only flower if you're out of town. Every time any of my friends have had a flowering snake plant, they've been out of town and have missed it, but they always get photos from who's ever plant sitting. Yeah, so those are two plants that were that I was surprised to find out are night blooming, but there's a whole section in my book about night blooming houseplants. Yeah, and as I was reading your book, speaking of, I was just so impressed because going through how to create a moon garden, and for a lot of people, they might read and think, oh, well, I don't have a space to do that. And then seriously, the next chapter was how to do it indoors. I'm like, this is amazing because you know this, you're in a big city. A lot of people are in apartments. They don't have space. And to be able to do it indoors on a smaller scale and to have those benefits that you mentioned, I think is really wonderful. I loved one of the things you talked about. It just helps you be mindful having a moon garden. And as I was walking around last night, this was like an unintentional moon garden. <laughs> My neighbor's house had a lot of dandelion seed heads and they're very shimmery in the moonlight. And it was beautiful. And I would have never noticed if I hadn't been reading your book. And so I like took a moment of like, this is really pretty. I know my neighbor didn't mean to do this, but it's really pretty out here in the moonlight. And I'm going to like take a second to enjoy this because I don't have my own right now. I would love to. But I think just that whole thing of being mindful, of journaling, of slowing down is just a beautiful thing that a moon garden could bring into your life. So I really love that. Okay, so you mentioned we can do this inside in a smaller space. So what would you say like the steps of going about to create a moon garden are? So if you want to create a moon garden indoors, first you want to think about your background. You want to have your house plants that have darker green foliage to contrast the plants that you'll be bringing in, the, the shimmery plants that you'll be bringing in for your moon garden. So like a fiddle leaf fig or a lot of snake plants or ZZ plants, these can help create that, that lush dark green backdrop that you will want for your moon garden. And then you'll want to start thinking about layering in front of those dark green plants, plants with lighter colors, leaves and petals. So for example, any plant that's variegated is great 
for a moon garden, any plant that has silver foliage, like a scandapsis, is a wonderful plant um, and shimmers in the moonlight. And you want to think about plants like it's with white flowers or yellow flowers or anthuriums. You want to stay in the color palette of whites, pale pinks, silvers, pale purples, and grays. And all of these colors will help evoke the moon in your garden as well. Another thing I'll say is using hanging plants in your window is really great for a moon garden, especially plants like pothos, especially scandapsis, moonlight trubae. These make beautiful plants to hopefully catch some moonlight in your window. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Reading through those different um, recommendations that you pointed out in your book and the ones that you've mentioned, they're ones I had like never thought of in that way of how they might shimmer in the moonlight. I also love how these design principles that you probably use every day really shine through and in teaching people how to create their own moon garden of, you know, the layering, the different textures, and all all those different principles that work together to create a beautiful space. So for someone who's just starting a moon garden, say they aren't feeling super confident, do you have maybe like a few plants that you would recommend them starting with that might be easier to take care of and kind of create that space for them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've mentioned several times scandapsis because they're just a perfect example of a plant that is really low maintenance. It can tolerate a wide range of light and it will still always have that silver foliage. So that is a must have. Of course, it's not pet friendly. So if you happen to have a dog or a cat, then you'll want to hang it from a planter or a hanging planter or on a higher shelf and just keep those vines trimmed so that your pet can't eat the leaves. Snake plants are great for for moon gardens as well. They're really compact. They're the easiest plant to take care of. They don't take up a lot of space and they will produce those afternoon and evening blooms. Hoya carnosa, as I mentioned earlier, is another wonderful plant for fragrance. Actually, air plant, lancias and Spanish moss in particular, are also night fragrant, make wonderful plants for a moon garden. You can hang those on a wall. You can have them in a terrarium. There are a lot of different fun ways. You can actually even just hang Spanish moss off of a branch of a larger tree and it'll give you some shimmer and some silver, some silvery gray texture 
and some night fragrance when the flowers are in bloom. Those are all pretty easy, I would say, for a beginner. And I think if you have indirect bright light, I think orchids are actually really easy to take care of. You just want to avoid watering them too much. Water your orchids once every, you know, two weeks even. And that might be all your orchid needs along with a little bit of air circulation. And they make great flowers because they are just always blooming. Yeah. And out of curiosity, when you like, what was your first experience creating your own moon garden? Was it indoors or was it outdoors? It was indoors because like you, I don't actually have outdoor space and I would love to have it. While I was researching the book, I was growing my own indoor moon garden while I was also collecting some night blooming plants at some of my friends' homes in their outdoor spaces. I started collecting plants like angel wing begonias and snake plants, uh, diffenbachias, ficus starlights. I'm just looking around my room because I have a lot of different varieties here. Syngonium variegata is one of my new favorite ones. And all of these plants definitely reflect the light at night and and there's so much more noticeable in the moonlight and on cloudier days when you can't see the moon or there's too much light pollution that's okay you can still create the moon garden with some soft lighting and candles and and different fragrances you can create an altar in your moon garden and just have it be a sort of sacred space where you can do all kinds of rituals or journaling So that's the other benefit of an indoor moon garden is it doesn't really matter what the weather is like outside. You can always enjoy it inside. I love that. And I know one point of your book talked about how to kind of bring others into your moon garden for them to enjoy the space and how to even throw little parties. Is that something you would say that you could do for your indoor moon garden? And like, how would you incorporate that? Yes, absolutely. So a lot of the book is sort of encouraging people to think about um, their lives in sync with the lunar phases. One way that you could have a fun gathering in your moon garden is by throwing a full moon party. And it's, it's even more special if you throw it on a super moon when the moon is really bright. But either way, invite your friends over to celebrate the full moon. You can set intentions together. You can come up with a signature cocktail, like a night blooming cactus drink. I just had my book launch party and, well, we wanted to make dragon fruit margaritas, but we ended up making passion fruit margaritas, (laughs) which were delicious. And you can go to the florist and you can make your own bouquets with like really white, voluminous flowers like hydrangeas, for example, or just make your own arrangement that reminds you of the night and the moon. Encourage your friends to wear pale colors or silver, white, something sparkly to help evoke the feeling of the nighttime so that everybody, you know, has a bit of shimmer. We didn't do this at my party, but we were talking about just getting some like body glitter. (laughs) That would have been amazing. (laughs) Putting that out too. Yeah, that would have been fun. 
So that's one example of fun that you can do with your friends and family in a moon garden. And another example is, well, there's a night blooming cactus. There are lots of night blooming cacti, actually. You can gather your friends together in anticipation of its bloom. And they only bloom at one night a year. So it's a pretty big deal when one of the flowers is about to bloom. And so you can get your friends together to celebrate that in any capacity that you see fit. And it's really fun to to make a special event out of these sort of. Yeah, you're inspiring my next girls night right here. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I want to be doing. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. So what kind of inspired you? Obviously, like, I feel like there's a lot going for having a moon garden. And what inspired you to write this book? Well, actually, the publisher reached out to me with this concept, but I was really excited when they did because I had always been a fan of the lunar holidays that I would celebrate with my family, Mid-Autumn Festival, Lunar New Year. These were really special celebrations growing up, so it felt very fitting to be approached about this topic. And once I started and I just was totally intrigued by all of the different night blooming plants and nocturnal pollinators and ways that well in my gardening practice planting with native species is really important too so thinking about how can we design moon gardens that are also very eco-conscious and habitat friendly was another really interesting angle for me to take as i wrote the book There was a lot to draw inspiration from, and there's a lot to continue to learn about Moon Gardens as well. Yeah, I'm so grateful that your publisher did come to you and ask, because it's such an insightful book. It was a really fun read, and it made me want to start one. Just the fact that it can inspire mindfulness around plants, like that's my jam, and I love that. And also... People on the Plant School podcast, you'll appreciate this because with every care guide episode that I do for houseplants, I always start with the history of that plant. And you started with the history of moon gardening. And I so very much enjoyed reading that, kind of seeing where it came from and how it has kind of continued to this day. I really did enjoy it. So I'm so glad that you, I'm sure it was a lot of work, but Yerma, I'm so glad that you did. Thank you so much. That means a lot. And if people want to learn more about you and your company, what you're up to, and also where to get your book, where can they find that? What are your social handles for us to keep up with you? You can follow me on Instagram at DirtQueenNYC, and you can order the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookshop.org, everywhere books are sold. You can also order it through my website, which has all of those links. And my website is dirtqueennyc.com. And that's, that's about it. Yeah. Awesome. And I, I've been following you and it's a fun Instagram to follow along. Such beautiful designs. And then it's also just very informative and fun. Yerma, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing with us all about moon gardening. 
Thank you so much for being here and for listening to the Plant School podcast. I hope that you will join me for our next episode. And if you would like to support this podcast and keep it going, there's a link down in the show notes of this episode where you can donate to this podcast. And I really appreciate all that help. Or you can go to my merch store, which is also linked in the notes of this episode. And you can find some really cool plant-related shirts and stickers. And if you want to support the podcast but spend no money, feel free to share it with a friend, leave a review. All these things greatly help me out and allow me to keep doing this. Again, thank you so much for listening and for being here at the Plant School Podcast.